Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, We're back with the second half of the episode from two weeks ago. (laughs) The never-ending podcast episode. Never-ending thought. I should definitely, I should not be singing for sure. I have. I wanted to break into song too, but (laughs) even without a cold, you don't want to hear me do that. I know. I, you know, I always go through that one day. Oh, and this should tell you how much I guess I just randomly, like my life's like a Disney movie. I just randomly burst into song. I always go through that one day of like getting over a cold where I feel like I have a really good voice, but I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> you have that gravelly nightclub singer voice. Yes. I should be like on a piano or something, yes. but it's that combination of my ears are still plugged, but I'm a little raspy. So I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> I can sing a song, but that's just to show you how often I guess I break in a song because it happens every time I have a cold. So I do it all the time, but only to torture my kids because I have a song (laughs) playing in my head at all times and it goes with what's happening in my life. So I can just pull up a lyric and sometimes they test me and I'm like, boom, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not sing on the podcast. I would be. No, we would not lose so many sisters. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to hurt your ears, but we do want to share the rest of the episode, um, which if you haven't listened to the first half is episode 109, which came out two weeks ago. And then this is, this is the second half. Um, and it all kind of, it all, I mean, it all ties together and everything was, it was all working and making sense at the time it was just, we got really excited, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) We were just chatty. We were just chatty. And I remember thinking at the time, like I was going to go pick up my son from classes. And then my husband texted me in the middle of the podcast was like, do you want me to go pick him up? I'm like, yeah, it's getting kind of late. And then they were like home before we finished, but it still didn't occur to me that we had recorded a two hour episode we've never done I, that before we've i had, had long no clue ones, but i had not yeah. a clue yeah. and and we thought that it got eaten yeah that was scary tech is scary tech is scary yeah so that would have been we wouldn't have known that it was two hours if it was eaten and just gone i know but that would have been extra bad if we would have talked for not that like everything that we have to say is so brilliant or anything but like two hours of our work just eaten man that would that would be sad that would have been very we, sad. we would need some guac <laughs> absolutely <laughs> except you were just saying your chipotle still sucks which we talked yeah. about last time <sighs> i just went there today because yeah. the kids got flu shots and that's what we do after any sort of thing any sort thing. of thing yeah yeah and i just it was not the guac was good. That's good. Yeah. But I, we, it was just, no, not Get good. Together Chipotle. I know. I don't know what their problem is. We need to start a hashtag. Get it together Chipotle. I don't know. My son got a burrito 
a little while ago and he opened it. He's just like, like things were coming out of all four corners. Like it was just like, what, what even, what even? And he works at a sandwich shop now. So like he has had to learn to roll the sandwiches. They like, like they roll the sandwiches in paper and he has learned to do this. And he's like, so yeah, it's basically like, I don't know, but he also, he has some stories of people that come in and have like some really weird things. And then you have to like try to roll it up where it's like a 14 pound sandwich. You're trying to roll it in like these like two little pieces of wax paper. And it's just my youngest, not this time, but when he opened up his little taco thing, (laughs) it was just beans. This isn't like the, this isn't the time the DoorDash failed you. No, no, this was just a, this was just a straight up Chipotle failure. It was just a taco with just beans. It it had taco shells and beans. (laughs) (laughs) And he thought it was my mistake. And for half a second, I was like, did I? And then I went in and I was like, nope, here it is. They print out the whole thing. Yeah. Just someone got distracted and forgot most of the Aren't taco. you getting tired of having to prove yourself though? Where it's like, no, look, look well, right here. I ordered that. And then they substituted like whatever weird grocery thing where it's like, why do we have these like weird, like, I don't know. In their turnips. defense though, I feel like my brain is failing in the pandemic times. Like our yeah. coffee maker broke which is really annoying because my, I'm not laughing about that. I'm just laughing about what I think is coming. (laughs) I, I go to bed and one of my last thoughts, honestly, is thinking about that first cup of coffee. I just, I just love it. And it, and Mm -hmm. I have the one that you've set. And so it's always ready for me when I come down, I can smell coffee. Well, the, the part that holds the water broke. So it, it basically peed all over our countertop <laughs> and then my husband asked me if I if I hit if I hit it and I was like what of all the things in our house that I would want to punch <laughs> that's what that's what I was laughing about I have to make it clear I would never laugh about your coffee maker being broken because that no, that's okay sad, it is kind of funny it's one of thing. those funny not funny pandemic things like of no course but it's I just the coffee maker <laughs> But the thing that, that I'm saying my brain is failing is that I am still on such automatic pilot that, you know, there's only been one day since it broke that I haven't, because what we've been doing is keeping the water in the coffee pot and pouring it in, in the morning, like having the grounds in there and everything. Cause then mm. it only, it only pees a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but every day. I pour the whole thing of water in there and then it starts peeing. And I'm like, I know that it's broken. Why can't my brain remember every single time? I'm like, I did it again. Yeah. 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 The first morning when I came down, it was like a, a mess and a little bit of espresso. (laughs) It was like basically a Um, lot of caffeine and what made it to the pot. Okay. I have. I have two things to say. One is about, well, both are about tea. Cause like, I feel about tea, how you feel about coffee. And like you said, sometimes at night I just lay in there in bed and I'm like, I can't wait to have tea in the morning. I just can't wait. I just please body fall asleep. So I is can that wake normal up that we and do it that? will be tea time. I don't know. 
I don't know. Let us know. Sisters, let us know. Is it normal that we like fall asleep? Like, I can't wait till tomorrow morning. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I'm going to a monastery um, soon. And actually, I think I'll be back by the time this episode comes out. I don't, I can't do the math right now. Anyway, I'm going to a monastery and they have a lot of precautions in place. Um, and I've been there once before and it's, it's lovely, but it's very simple. I mean, you're basically like you go in and you have a desk and a bed and like a place to hang like three things and that's it. And it's, I, it's, it's very basic and there's, yeah, that's it. And the sheets and the blanket, (laughs) um, I need to, this time I'm going to bring my own pillowcase and, um, like a blanket or something because it's just, it's very sparse. It's very monastic life. Like you just need the simple things, except that I'm a big baby and I get cold and my face gets scratchy on the pillowcases. But anyway, um, they have a lot of precautions in place for COVID for visitors, you know, different things that you have to do now. And so they sent me this huge email today and I read all the way through the entire email And then I responded and my one question was, is the tea urn still open? Because (laughs) they have down in their kitchen, like an automatic hot water thing. And I was staying on the second floor the last time I went and I was like up and down, up and down, up and down constantly with my little like mug of tea. And I was like, this is the greatest thing in the entire world that they have just like hot water all the time, just constantly making tea. But with all the rules in place, I was like, is the tea earned? And they responded. And and she didn't even, she didn't even like make it seem like it was a weird thing. She was like, yes, the tea urn will be open. We're looking forward to having you stay with us. I and love that you do this. She didn't write like crazy lady. Yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be good. That's where I finished my book. It's going to be time. really good. Really good. And I'm going to work on a book a little bit, but I think I'm also going to work on just hiking and ordering Chipotle to be delivered to my monastic <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> That's not exactly. You're supposed to. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to go down and you're supposed to have communal. Mm-hmm. lunches and dinners and everything but the first time I went I was like I'm because they give you the option of doing a silent retreat and I was like I'm going to do a silent retreat because my introvert soul like this is all I need in life is to not have to talk to people <laughs> but then I was like I just was like standing there the first day with my dishes and I'm like well this isn't going to work I don't know how to do this what am I supposed to do so now this time I'm going to skip the communal meals I think and just bring my own food or yeah I love this. I would love a silent retreat. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for you. That's good. It's good to get away. We're we're going to Maine and I'm superstitious. I was setting everything up and never board learning so that, because I don't know if we have like what the Wi-Fi situation would be like. So I'm like, I need to upload everything that needs to be uploaded ahead of time, just in case. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, am I going to jinx it in this weird year? (laughs) We're going to end up not going. 
I'm going to still be stuck in the house. <laughs> I hope not. I hope yeah. that just everything goes well and yeah. yeah. And that you have good coffee there. How yes. does that work? I, it's have, like I a, have a feeling that they'll be caught. Yeah. It's like a cute little town. I think, I think we'll be good with coffee okay. shops and yeah, I have a, I have a good feeling about Maine. I know you worry about coffee water when you travel, but you're staying someplace <laughs> but, where you have good coffee. <laughs> Yep. yep. <laughs> this, this won't be happening. I have full okay. control of my coffee choices. Okay, good. The coffee okay. will not be served to me unless I go out and seek it. Okay. Yeah. All right. But then you're still, you're ordering it from coffee people. You're not yes. just having it in like a hotel room in one of those little coffee. Max, Maxwell house. It's like, Oh, it's oh, so boy. funny to me now because like my grandparents, my parents, like that's, that was coffee, like a big gigantic thing of like Folgers or Maxwell house. And yeah. now chock full I, of nuts. <laughs> I have a son who like grinds his own beans every morning. It's a whole different I, world. I would love that. I'm too lazy to be that person. My husband got a coffee bean grinder and I hate it. And, he, and because he's frugal, he likes to buy the beans at Costco. And I like, I hate having to do that in the morning. So I refuse, I refuse to do it. And I just keep buying the ground coffee. But now you need to get a new coffee maker. I do. And this is like, I told you that morning when that happened, that I was going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, which is like around the corner from my house. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't. (laughs) No. I know. I get it. It's, it's like one of those. Is... I feel like I'm not doing anything on the to-do list that it's just, I'm like, yeah, I should go do that. I have stuff to pick up at Staples. I think I told you that last time we recorded. <laughs> it's still there. I think you did. And that is also close to me. Okay. Yep. Well then we should jump into the continuation of last week's episode. <laughs> no, two weeks ago, the episode from two weeks ago. And Kate, you can go to pick up your stuff at Staples. <laughs> you know, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least go get yourself a coffee maker. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, we will see everybody back in two weeks from today then. Mm -hmm. So we talked about Jessica Waldock's planners in our last episode, our friend Jessica from the Waldock way. And those are great because they include a section for record keeping. Um, But there's all kinds of things out there that kind of depending on what you need. So again, if you go to hslda.org, you'll find out what records you need because it varies a lot by where you are. Like where I am, literally all you need to do is keep attendance. And guess what I don't do? (laughs) (laughs) See, it's like the book. You're an attendance rebel. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get a knock on my door after this episode airs. Uh, we'd like to see your attendance record and I'll just be like, listen, we and I'll show here. them. <laughs> yeah. I'll show them my kids like class, you know, my son's class schedule. I don't even know, but I- I'm sure yeah. it would be fine. I'm sure it would be fine. Um, I've been doing it for 13 years. No one has ever come to my door, but I think that's a big thing with documentation. Is just We're going to jinx it now though, because of 2020 and 2021. <laughs> yes. First police are going to show up at my door. Second, Finland is going to just float off into the sky um so but I think that that's the thing is like figure out what you need to document and then 
figure out a way to do it that works for you. Um, and so one of the things that I know you and I both do is we write down what we've done right. instead of write down what we're going to do and then like check it off or whatever. And I think that that opens up a lot. If you're, if you're interested learners, if your kids will, um, you talked about in the last episode that your kids, you had them, um, do like some video. What was it? The doctor? Oh, Dr. Robin school. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually going to write a post and about like, this because they're having so much fun. I just set them up with it just to be like, yeah, Hey, this looks like something that my daughter would be interested in. Why don't you just look? And then it became this huge, like they asked to do it yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. Two out of the three kids asked to do it. And the third kid wasn't home on so, a Sunday. So on that's a Sunday. the thing too, is like whatever record keep you kind of record keeping or attendance you're doing or whatever. Like, I just think it's important that it leaves room for those kinds of things because your kids will come up with something crazy on like a Saturday night where all of a sudden you're like, they'll pull out the science kit that, you know, and Mm -hmm. start doing it. So, um, I think just like leaving room, um, and that's what, that's what this system of writing things down after you do it, that's part of what it does. But I know you talked about, um, your portfolio, your portfolio, um, and seesaw and you have a post about seesaw over at your site that we can link to. And what else do you guys do for documentation? Not a whole lot. Like I I usually (laughs) keep to, if we're being honest, I used to keep a notebook and I would write down like kind of what we did each day if we're talking about the later years, in earlier years, I kept an actual like portfolio and then I did seesaw and seesaw is great because I had a notification and I wrote about this in the post. I would just set a notification on my phone for a time where I knew the kids were in bed. It's usually when I was like reading on the couch and it would go off and I'd go through my phone and I'd be like, okay, what pictures did I take today? What did we do? And I'd upload the pictures and I'd tag it by the kid, which is the student. And then like, you know, whatever academic subject and write a little blurb. And you can also have your kids do stuff. Um, I do want to say, because I always get questions whenever I talk about it. If you are interested in doing Seesaw, you want to download the regular Seesaw and not the Seesaw family because it's set up for public school teachers. So the family is like, you know, if grandma wants to see what you're Mm -hmm. doing in your classroom. Um, And if you have any questions about the logistics of it, we haven't used it in a few years. So you want to email Seesaw and they're awesome. They've got great yeah. customer service, but you don't want Kate helping you with it now. Cause it's been a few years since I've used it and they're updating it constantly, mm-hmm. like sign up for their newsletter. Cause they're so creative the way that teachers are using Seesaw in their classroom. It's amazing. And really. we'll link to yeah your post and um, maybe we can link to a way to contact Seesaw directly yeah. too, because like you said, we used it for a couple of years. It's amazing. You can upload pictures, videos, audio clips of your kids. Like you could, if they want to just talk about like something that they've done, right. you can upload that you can make notes. There's it's like multimodal, like Everything. ways of, of tracking things, which is so fantastic. But yeah, we, now that my kids are older, we don't, we've not, we're not using that. And you know, you guys have changed the way you're doing things. So we can put a link for how to contact them. If you have any questions, because right. we do not want to steer you wrong. Cause it, no, we, and you'd be dealing with an outdated version. Yes, and they, you can do so much more than what I was even using it for. So I would definitely dive down their rabbit hole over there. But, um, when I get nervous about stuff, I'll keep a notebook and kind of yeah. jot down what we do, but I like to 
I, I think it's important to do it at the end of the day, especially if you're an interest-based homeschooler, because there's so much that you don't plan for that happens during the day if you're willing to see it. And it can make you feel more successful too. Like, oh my gosh, we had that great conversation about the civil war when we saw like blah, 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 you, you know, all these connections that your kids make during the day that are really neat. And if you set off like on the days when I used to plan for a week, like what I wanted to accomplish, we would very rarely check off all those boxes and that can make you feel pretty crappy. But if you do something at the end of the day, then you realize all the things that happened during the day that weren't planned for, but they yeah. still count and you can make yeah. those things count. Um, I have a little freebie over on my site that we can link to. And it's really just writing down like, oh, we played this game. We read this book, we, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I think what you, something you said is so important that you and I have both found we, we record more when we're feeling more stressed or worried or we're getting those, like you wake up at three in the morning and you're like, yes, they're not going to get into college, you know, feelings. And then the rest of the time, maybe we're not recording as intensely, but I mean, like I said, except for the fact that I kind of fall down with attendance recording. Um, but my kids are here every day. I promise. Right. Actually, <laughs> they, they haven't skipped school um, once. <laughs> no, they're always here. Um, <laughs> in cut class, so, they're not out having breakfast. Yeah, no, they're here. I promise. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's important that you mentioned that, that it's going to change too with how comfortable you feel. And you have a lot of resources for recording I do. non-traditional I, I, stuff, which is really awesome. I, I count games and playing games as important, like play in our home has always been as important as math or reading or writing. And it's part of our curriculum. So whether that's like, we're playing outside something physical, or we're playing a board game or a card game or trivia, anything, I, I count that. And I do have a bunch of resources for how to count all of that and make it work with your portfolio, your record keeping. Um, I have some on my site and I have a ton in never bored learning. And it's just, I will say like, we have often discussions in never bored learning about record keeping by state and how it varies so much. And there are states that are on the surface kind of intimidating. Um, we've had a bunch of new homeschoolers in New York, for example, and there's a bunch of things required in New York, but there are ways, there are unschoolers who live in New York. And if you mm-hmm. reach out locally to local homeschool organizations and groups, you can figure out ways. I mean, you can, you can literally go on to your district's website and take the language that they use for certain skills. And, and you can look in your own home, like, how are we doing this? And, you know, you can take the skills, for example, I have like a game school log and you can write down, we played this game and it worked on these specific skills that are, you know, my school district wants my third grader to learn. Mm-hmm. You can just check them right off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can get creative. Yeah. You want your documentation to work for your homeschool style. That's the main thing. Like you want to fulfill what's legally required, but also not at the expense, you know, there's ways to make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we always say that like whatever system, whatever, you know, curriculum, whatever, whatever it is, 
the best one is the one that you're going to use. So Mm -hmm. like if it's a notebook, if it's seesaw, if it's, um, like a a test at the end of the year, yeah. Keeping a portfolio, like whatever it is, the, um, I mean, of course, again, like you said, you want to work within what your state requires, but, um, there's a million ways to do it. So pick the one that works. As you guys know, if you've been tuning in for the last few weeks, this is a very special season, all dedicated to helping us all get back on track with our homeschools. Because of this, we're so excited the Waldock Way is partnering with us to bring you every single episode of the podcast this fall. We would not have been able to do this special season without Jessica and her family. And even better, we love that we get to partner with a homeschool business that we both use and love. Yes, we are so grateful to Jessica and her family. And we do just love all of their very cool products. Absolutely. Is there anything you're really enjoying lately? Okay, well, it's fall. And I always think of fall as being Harry Potter season. Harry Potter, we've talked about this, is like all year round. But I don't know, something about fall and Halloween. I just get all excited. And we're both, like our families, we're both huge Harry Potter fans. Huge, huge. I remember you talking about trying to read aloud one of the Harry Potter books and you like had to put it on top of your fridge because a kiddo kept wanting to read. (laughs) That that actually, that's the reason why I put books on top of the fridge. He read the entire series. You were like, wait, just wait for us. All of a sudden he was interjecting things. And I was like, how did you know that? And so, yeah, yeah, I had visions of reading it aloud to the family and that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, okay. But here's the thing. If you still want to celebrate Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. Waldock, Wizards, and Wands. Um, Okay. So this is a complete unit study. It has a teacher's guide. It has a student notebook for practicing uh, handwriting and copy work. It has games, which I know um, you guys are huge fans of, Kate. And then um, it even has ideas for a fun movie night. There's like even more. Um, And with the games, like you had talked about last time, Kate, that, um, you know, you would print out the games and like laminate them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this one, you are getting five Harry Potter themed games as part of the unit study. And I looked the other day just because I was curious, and three of them include math. So it's Look a great way. Yeah. To add I, just math. Lo- I just love how Jessica incorporates game schooling and everything. Her, I know. And I love how creative her resources are because it's one of those things you can pull out and you just know that your family's going to have fun with it and you don't have to do the creativity part of it. It's right. Everything is there for you, which is so nice. Um, so I was looking through it recently and it also includes astronomy, um, an owl study. So like there's your science covered right there. Um, a book list. And even this is what I, I printed out this page and like, I totally want to do tea leaf reading. So fun. I've always been interested in that, but I didn't know how to like approach it. Like, I just, I think it's, uh, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, I'm not sure it's going to like tell me who I'm going to marry and, you know, all my secrets, but I, I just think it's like a fun thing to learn more about. I don't know. Um, and for the movie night, there's a butterbeer recipe. And I mean, seriously, how sweet is this? There's um, printable movie tickets. I love it. It makes it so fun. 
It's going to be something everything. That you'll remember yeah. it for always. It'll yes. be one of those highlights of your homeschool. For sure. Yeah. And you can save 15% off your purchase anytime with the code sisters15 at thewalldocway.com. That's sisters15 at checkout. And we'll put that over in the show notes too at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Okay, so we're going to talk about planning slash not planning, which nobody faint on us. (laughs) Can you homeschool without planning? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. I don't think I've ever followed like an actual lesson plan here, the way that it's outlined, even in the beginning, even in the early days. Like, I just think you need to adapt things to work for your kids and not be afraid to veer off course if something more interesting comes up or if, you know, it's not working. Um, I've gone through phases where I've planned what I'd like to do each day. And I'll go through phases of that. It has not happened in over a year at this point that I've even planned much at all. I have ideas of things I'd like to use this year. I mean, last year was kind of a wash too. As I mentioned, I didn't, as as nerve wracking as last year was, I didn't go through that thing that we were just talking about, about, you know, when you're anxious, having to like write everything down and document and hunker down on all that. I didn't last year. It's just like, yeah, I think honestly, the stress of last year was so intense and so different. Yeah. That, that we didn't have that either. There wasn't that panic of like, because literally, I mean, school was kind of just the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah. For everyone, you know, for, for the all of us, world. Yeah. for the whole world, we were just like, okay, how do we keep our kids learning, but also keep everybody healthy and, you know, um, men, you know, focus on mental health and emotional mm-hmm. health and all those things too. So there's a lot more to worry about than I think, um, the three R's. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I think, in terms of like, I'll think a little bit on the weekend, but I want, but what I want to do for the week, I have ideas of unit studies and courses that I'd like to dabble in this year, but really what's constant is we wake up and we do coffee and books and those books vary by interest. So like every day we're going to do that, but if they're really interested in you know, world war one or birds, we're going to focus on that, that week. And then things might grow from that. And then they'll have like, you know, every day we do math, every day we do piano, every day we get outside, mm-hmm. things like that. And they but have it's classes not... during the week at mm-hmm. different times and right. kids do the same thing. So those are things that you kind of work the rest of your schedule around or. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, I'm far less of a planner. I was such a planner before kids and it's funny to me now where I'm at. Well, it's kind of funny. Kids sort of do that though, right? Because you, especially, I think (laughs) we both had the experience with our first where we got these kids who were like, um, like where, where did this come from? Where they just, they, they wanted to learn and they were kind of like going off Yes. Before we could like rein it back in. And we're just like, (laughs) we've been playing catch up in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of parents, you know, run into that, that, um, 
you have kids and you realize that you are responding a lot more than you're able to plan for anything just as a parent, just because that's life. Like, and so then because our home and our school are the same thing, that's what happens when we decide to keep our kids home and homeschool them is we, we can either plan out stuff in advance and then try our best to stick with it. Or we can kind of let things go in creative and interesting and fun and cool directions and then write it down afterwards. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like what you said about responding. Cause it's true. And I think especially as they get older, they have such unique interests and so many things that I can't teach them that we learn together, or I help them find resources for whatever it is that they're interested in so that they can learn on their own. And I think that is what ultimately, you know, forget the academics and everything. We want our kids to be curious and we want our kids to love learning and seeking information and and to know where to find it when they're looking for it, whether it's because they want to learn Japanese like your kids, or they just want to, like my son is teaching himself guitar right now. He just restrung a whole guitar for lefty. And, you know, it's just, you want to set them up for success in the, so that when they're an adult, they'll pursue what they're interested in. And hopefully that will lead them career wise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Um, and here's the thing you can, you, if you are a planner and plans help you and they make you feel confident and they make you feel like you have direction, there is nothing wrong with no. having a plan. And if you are more like us and it's easier for you to um, kind of find resources as you go, but what, and, and, you know, and then, so then you're kind of doing it from behind, right? Like you're child will say like, um, something about birds and then you get a bird book from the library and then they want to learn more about bird calls. So then you go online and you're listening to bird calls. And then those aren't things that you plan out, but those are things that take an investment of time. Mm -hmm. Planning also takes an investment of time. So what you can't do is you can't do both, right? You can't like extensively plan and then also extensively follow your child's interests or you, you just, there's just not enough time. Like something will have to go and it will, at first it will be that everybody's eating a lot of like pizza. And then all of a sudden, like you don't have any laundry. And then you realize like, wait, this is too much because I'm doing two jobs. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing homeschooling like on both ends. So right. I think figuring out which one works. Like I, for a while, I talk about this in my book that I like to um, look at like six weeks at a time and kind of like plan things out and sketch things out. Um but that's like, you know, like you talked about, like this general idea of like classes that they're going to take and things that they're interested in right now that I could maybe provide resources for. That is not like having a homeschool planner and planning out like, you know, today's math lesson is this and today's history is this and today's, you know, it's not like that. Um, right. It's not intense planning. Um, I also, I like to talk about about cactus schooling, which is just kind of this idea that I came up with one day um, when I was waiting for my kids to get to the table. <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I'm up, I'm awake. Where is everybody? You know, um, which is 
planning with an open hand, like how you would hold a cactus because you don't want to squeeze a cactus, right? So um, that's the idea of like leaving a lot of space in your days to follow interests. And again, kind of um, not, not packing your days so much that there isn't room for those other things. Um, so if that idea appeals to you at all, I have a link um, a post over at my site, we can link to that in the show notes. And then I also have like a talk that I did a while back that if you haven't heard that yet, that's available over at my site and we can, we can link to that too. I love that idea. Okay. So if you squeeze oh. the cactus, it's going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I originally set up porcupine or a cactus. And then I realized like, yeah, I mean, you don't have a choice of how you hold a porcupine, like the porcupine's in charge in that scenario. So <laughs> at least you can choose how you hold a cactus um I have a porcupine story you do <laughs> but I don't know if I should even tell <laughs> is this how you kids got oh yeah okay so we this summer but this ties in because it's it's now a like big interest thing to the point that some friends have stopped by <laughs> homeschool, homeschool friends need I even say that they're homeschooler so we had a porcupine meet its maker in our front yard. We don't know how he looked very peaceful. He or she on its back wasn't super close to the road. So I don't know. So we discovered this because some, my boys now mow the lawn. They have their sections and it was in the way sort of. So, um, I suggested, I don't like to deal with dead nature. So I suggested to my husband that he maybe like get a shovel and give it a little, like, lift into the forest <laughs> that's all around and he told me that nature cleans up after itself which is a theme in our family because you remember when the turkeys the turkey died in our driveway yes and in that instance nature did clean up after Didn't itself. You have vultures or something like what happened i don't actually i don't remember <laughs> what happened but you nature did clean up after itself i guess that we think the the turkey was very very large and something dragged it away because you could see but in your driveway. Does nature always take care of itself in your driveway? I don't know. The the turkey it did. He won that okay. one. Although he did need to go out with a leaf blower <laughs> and get rid of all the feathers <laughs> before my kids woke up. <laughs> this is this is New Hampshire living, you guys. And so um so anyway. Nature didn't really clean up after itself this time. And my kids have been, it's right on the border between lawn and forest where this happened. And now it's a skeleton, like in oh, like, wow. per, like, okay. like the desert skeleton of a porcupine, which so people everybody's by. fascinated with. Yes. It's people been this whole it. process of they check on it. It was really gross for a while. And oh I was like, God. can we move it? And nobody did. <laughs> it seemed it like many things in life. It seemed that the only person who was bothered by this thing that was happening in, in or outside the home, I was the only one bothered by it. <laughs> Does this ever happen to you? Well, yes. But then you didn't want to be the one. To I also have didn't to... want to be the one to. Uh, yeah. Especially after yeah. the initial, as it got grosser, I didn't, maybe right. I should have. Now it's cool. Like now it's played out and I will say like, it's interesting. They had me go down there. I looked, it's a lot better than last time I, they asked me 
there was a period of time where I was like, no, I don't want to see. <laughs> I trust, I trust your description and that nature is happening. Things are happening the way, but it's been this whole thing. And they, we've, they've been interested in porcupines for a while. I do think and, it's interesting that it's become like a, like a homeschool tourist attraction in the town. <laughs> Like, come see the dead porcupine, buy your commemorative t-shirt. You need to, we, we should have like, you know, you're a homeschooler one, when the, the yeah. absolute best text that I ever got from any of my homeschool friends was from my friend, Deborah. And she, she texted me and she's like, wait, hey, wait, 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 is there anything about owl pellets? Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. Go ahead. No, sorry. but pellets, I, sorry. pellets. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe not really poop. <laughs> <laughs> A pellet isn't poop, so but things coming out of animals' bodies. So she she said, "Hey, Kate, there the New Hampshire UMass United. I can't talk. UNH is having a talk on rabbits, rabbit poop at your high school. Would you would you like to go with us?" I was like, "Heck to the yeah! We got to figure out what." what's a cottontail, what's a like about various rabbits and their habitats and how one is edging out the other. And we actually poop by its poop. And we actually like had little containers in it and send Mm. it off to UNH. (laughs) So sorry. But I was like, this is like the weirdest text I've ever received. And also, yes, we will be there. What time? (laughs) (laughs) What time? I just assumed it was going to be owl ballads because I feel like a few times in the course over like, uh, uh, you know, 13 years or whatever of homeschooling, I've gotten texts that are like, Hey, I just ordered 12 owl pellets and I I only have four kids who's in, you know? And it's like, we all scramble over to somebody's house and take apart owl barf. And (laughs) that's how, you know, you're a homeschooler. Okay. Should we talk? As we're wrapping up, should we talk about how long homeschooling should take and why this is such a hard question? It's such a hard question. I actually feel like it's easier to answer when your kids are little, which is that in retrospect, having had little ones, it does not need to take long at all. Like you just take them outside, go to the library, go to the farm, do the things you would normally do and talk to them about it. Read really, really good books, listen to music. Yeah. A lot of the things you're doing when your kids are really little and you're homeschooling really well, doesn't look like, like schooling. You know what I mean? Like you said, Mm -hmm. like reading books and just play like so much play They're They're learning so much. And you have done so much research on this. And I don't know if you have a post about it, but I know you've done talks about like the incredible benefits of play. I don't know if there's anywhere where people can see those anymore, but I th- um, think, I think I have it on my site. Okay. All right. <laughs> if, if I don't, then it's yeah. on my desktop and it's supposed to be put up on my site. <laughs> okay. Well, if we can, if it's available, we can link yes. to it. In the show and notes, I have a but... bunch of articles too and resources. That we yeah. Have. You've done some really, really amazing um, talks about that and how really just open creative play sets our kids up for learning so well Um, and reading aloud and if you're doing those two things and getting outside a little I think you're knocking most of elementary school out of the park I'm not even kidding yeah yeah for sure um 
Okay. So here's the thing. The other day I was looking at something, I don't even remember what, and somebody mentioned study hall and I had forgotten about study hall that starts in what, like sometime junior high, but definitely in high school when you have study hall. Yeah. And I'm thinking that counts as school. So there's like one 45 minute block right there. Right. Where if you're, if, if we're saying school is a six hour day, now it's five hours. <laughs> um, because what is study hall besides when you write notes to your friends and then fold them up into complicated little shapes, right? Is that what you did in study hall? I don't know. Yeah. Um, gym. There's not an hour. I, I hate it right gym. there. So if your kids are doing something that is keeping them active, boom, there you go. That counts. Um, so right there, we're down to a four hour school day. If you just take out gym <laughs> and lunch and study hall, because you're going to feed your kids and you're not going to count it as part of their school day. Right. So right there, right. you're at like four hour max. That you and be time doing. passing between classrooms yep. and yeah. like the settle down, getting kids to settle down. The thing, right. the thing is you have a classroom of anywhere between what, like 18, 25 kids. Yeah. Ish. That, yeah. that's totally different. Even if you have like a whole bunch of kids, that's still mm-hmm. not a whole classroom. And okay. So let's say you do have a classroom of 25 kids and every one of them needs to finish a test. And some of those kids are going to get done in 10 minutes. And some of those kids are going to take a little longer, but everybody is you're waiting. Everybody's quietly waiting or they're supposed to be or else they get in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for that child. So if it takes the longest child, 25 minutes to complete the test, you know, I mean, so it, you can go at your child's own pace, um, your different kids own pace. We all know we have <laughs> some kids, some kids just take longer to do things. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. okay. Um, some kids like to speed through things and yeah, but I mean, really, the whole idea of like our kids doing these like big long, especially when they're teeny tiny. Yeah. They don't need to. And really those expectations of like having a child that wants to sit at a desk for six hours a day when they're in like first grade or whatever. I mean, that's, that's classroom management. That's not Mm -hmm. learning, not to not not that you can't down, learn, not yeah, that you not, can't learn in that situation. Right. And not to put down anything that teachers are doing, because I, like you said at the beginning and oh my goodness, especially right now, teachers like are working so hard. Mm-hmm. They serve an incredible, important purpose. We're not putting down public school teachers in nope. any way, but it is, it is different is what we have to remember. It's just inherently different. So we, we do not need to recreate that in our homes. It's just an, a whole different scenario. It's like, if you make your own pizzas at home, it's not the same as working at a pizza place, you know? And that's mm-hmm. what, and neither one is good or bad or whatever. It's just, they're just different things mm-hmm. is what we have to remember, I think. And yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It, um, it does. And that means that in general, you should, should in quotations be done with school in a shorter amount of time. But also like, like when we, when the kids were younger, they've always woken up early. We would be done by like 10, 10 30. 
And then we'd go places like locally, like we'd go to the farm or we'd go to the library and we would mm-hmm. be done with our school day because they woke up so early and we just, they were on now that they're a little older and we've got some hormones at play, things are slower. So we're figuring it out. Our, our time, I mean, and as they get older, things take longer and you've got classes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Things are taking longer, but it still doesn't add up to a school day Yeah, at this point. But I, I wanted to say too, um, I recently got a question from somebody who was like, okay, so I bought this first grade workbook for my daughter and she finished it in a week. And mm-hmm. now like, what do I do? Do I buy her the second grade workbook or do I wait until next year? And so that's the kind of thing where it's like, where we were talking about earlier, where it's, you know, well, my daughter's a first grader, so we have to be doing first grade things and she should be learning this. And she, when you're homeschooling though, if you want, if your daughter is like loving the, I don't know what kind of workbook it was. Let's say it was a math workbook. Mm -hmm. She's loving math right now. And she wants to keep going. Like you can keep going. Otherwise it's okay. And let her fly. And if she, Mm -hmm. there might be a moment where she doesn't like it and that's going to be harder for you. We've had that happen here. And also, so take the win. (laughs) Yeah. Take the win. Keep going. Keep going. But, um, also along those lines, cause I've had people ask this too, from, from a different perspective. Like I have one who says he doesn't like math, but he, let me tell you, he's very, very good at it. And he's always taking it, but it's, it gets very expensive. So like I have to, he signs up for this class and he's like, keeps taking it. It can be expensive. So there's other, like, you can also like kind of slow your kid down if you need to and do like other things like, Hey, mm-hmm. let's take this, you know, life skills math thing where you're learning about checkbooks and checking and stock market and stuff like that. Instead of like the super expensive. That's the Mr. D one that we talked about last yes. episode, right? Yeah. Okay. College and yeah. career readiness. That's what I did last year. And he was like, mom, but then he loved it. They played we a stock market game. Like they were actually, they could win Amazon gift cards playing the stock market. Oh my goodness. It was okay, so yeah. fun. We it need to so link fun. to that in the show notes because both of us have been having Mr. D success. So yeah, that's a good thing to let people know about. Um, so and then, follow their leads, but don't be afraid to like go deep in something or to like spread it out a little if it's, yeah, it's like or, too much. And I think you're going to talk about this to have one of those days where you just like things just keep going. And all of a sudden it's like dinner time and your kids mm-hmm. have still got like your entire dining room cover table is covered with stuff and you've been going since morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you also don't, it doesn't have to be like, okay, we've hit the three hour mark. We're done with school today. Ring the bell, all your stuff away. Yeah. I mean, time to line up. Yeah. So you'll have days like that too, where it stretches out and um, yeah, that's like yesterday with us with Dr. Robin, it was a Sunday. I I didn't ask them to do any sort of work and they were just, but to them it wasn't work. And that's where the homeschooling can be really cool because you can find a resource that your kids just love that may mm-hmm. not be, looks super academic. It's just something they're interested in. And then they dive deep in it. Yeah. And in those days or the times when they learn on a Sunday can help make up for the days when you wake up and everybody's sniffly or everybody's just out of sorts, or you had a concert this weekend and people are <laughs> tired. I'm just, I'm not saying that. That's How did happened, you but, know? <laughs> but you know, I mean, if you had a late night or, you know, things happen. Yeah. So the more you can kind of roll with it and just, um, yeah. I mean, if you're having a really great day, 
and things just keep, I mean, yeah, keep going. It can take the whole day if you want to. And that's great. And if you're having a day where it's like, we are white knuckling it through this right now and everybody is surly and out of sorts. And what we all really need today is a like drop everything and read day or something. Mm -hmm. Then that's, yeah. And that's fine. Or I drop everything and everybody just go to their separate corner. <laughs> right. I don't even care if you're reading. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be academic. Um, no. Because. Some days are like that. They are. Even in Australia. Australia. That's that Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. I don't think I knew that. Okay. I was like, like I think that's the last line of the book. Some days are like that. Even in, in Australia. Australia. I might have I, misquoted it. We say that all the time in our house. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've ever read that book. You have, what? I don't think I've ever read it. Oh my gosh. Mm. Now I want to like read it aloud to you. We have it somewhere here. The other thing is <laughs> Finn throws a fit. Finn likes peaches usually. <laughs> and that's the, like the cool, like you read these books with your kids and it becomes sort of like your family, like yes. inside jokes and stuff where yeah. someone, someone will be super upset about something that they liked yesterday that you can be like Ben likes peaches usually yes yeah and it kind of diffuses it in a way that it wouldn't be like well you just asked me to buy the ham you said you liked rosemary ham this might have just happened you requested the rosemary ham (laughs) for sandwiches this week it was you who did (laughs) that seems kind of specific it's not just like ham it's the rosemary ham and now you're telling me 24 hours later not even that you don't like it that's funny no we have things like that like ted get the hammer and the saw that's from 365 (laughs) penguins when when like something goes wrong ted get the hammer and the saw um or if we're in like a um we listen to the trevor noah um, oh my book. gosh, that's such a good one. They have one for young readers. I haven't listened to that one. My kids were older when we listened to the regular version, but they have one for younger readers that I've heard is really good. It's a great story. Um, but if we're like going into a situation where it's like kind of like I remember once, this was pre pandemic. I'm already laughing. But um, we were like at Target and it was just a mess just a disaster and we're all like pray Trevor <laughs> <laughs> because listening to, um I would say audiobook is the way to go with I know I read that one um, and then I think I posted it on Instagram and I got this flurry of immediate like the whole world was like you don't read that book you need to listen to it and I was like darn it I just finished it yeah um no it's it's really really well done on audio but Um, I was also going to say that if your kids are really into something like one subject, because I remember this happening early on and being like, what do I do here? It's totally okay. Cause it will even out. So if you have, like, we got really into hiking this time last year and we were like mapping the trails that we, we were trying to do our whole local system, which is large. And we were tracking the mileage and the highlighter on the map of the trails that we had taken and rating them and stuff. They were really into that. And there was a whole bunch of learning that went with it, just being out and the nature that we saw, like we saw an owl, we saw a porcupine, a live one, (laughs) things like that. And that was just that it was like a, like a, 
immersive, yeah. I guess you could say. And then you can get to the other stuff later. Yeah. yeah it's okay to sure. get really into like a certain history podcast or like yes. you know, a science documentary series. Well, what do we do as adults? Like we, we binge things or mm-hmm. we like go on like you know, you'll read one book and then that book will mention another book. So then you'll want to get that book. And then you'll find out that there's a podcast that's connected to it. And yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what we do as adults who keep learning. So it's okay for our kids too, but that means that we have to take a big picture approach and not just look at like Tuesday sucked, like Tuesday, yeah. we didn't get anything done or Tuesday. All we did was orthodontist appointments or two, you know, it's like, don't just look at Tuesday. You look at the whole week or even the whole month. And then that gives right. you a much better picture of what your kids are actually learning. And again, it's the bounty paper towels. The more interested <laughs> they are, the more it's going to soak in, you know, if they're having fun, the more it's going to stick like scotch tape. Next time we're going to talk about what do you really need to homeschool and how expensive it is. I love that. I love that because we talked about in the last episode, it can be expensive, but you can also do things on the super cheap. So maybe we can include some of our best tips for making it affordable too. Okay. So yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Hey sisters, it's Kara, and my book is called More Than Enough, Grow Your Confidence, Banish Burnout, and Love Your Homeschool Life. It was recently released in audiobook, and overnight, it reached number one in new homeschooling releases. It was also number one in motherhood new releases, and I think that's because it really is comforting to have someone tell us what we so often forget, that we're parents first, and that the most important thing we can do is just love our kids. But is that really enough? I can tell you that in my experience, it's more than enough. When we focus on love, it helps us overcome the fear and worry that can paralyze us. And when we focus on love, we see the child in front of us, not the shouting social media, and not the shoulds that tug at us because we worry that we aren't enough to homeschool our kids well. By the way, worrying is normal. I think worry is actually just our love for our kids peeking through. But we all need encouragement. We all need reminders that we don't have to be perfect and that our homeschools don't have to look perfect or even look a certain way. We can be who we are and we can let our kids be who they are. You can learn more about my book at morethanenough-book.com or you can go grab it right now at Amazon and on Audible. And remember, you've got this, sister. <laughs>